When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, this is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield. Coming at you again on Tuesday afternoon with a recap of Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin's press conference. Yes, that is correct. You got a press conference recap late Monday night, technically Tuesday morning, and now you're getting another one on Tuesday afternoon because there's no rest for the weary, and I am weary because I haven't had much rest because the Pittsburgh Steelers finished their game late Monday night and by Tuesday, it's turning around and and pushing ahead into the next week as the Steelers are on a short week and face the Detroit Lions this coming Sunday, who are coming off their bye week. That is something that Coach Tomlin addressed in his press conference because it is something of note. But either way, it's the next opponent for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's dive in to see what all Coach Tomlin had to say about 12 hours after the last time he spoke to the media. So, um, he said about their game, first thing he did was talked about the game last night, you know, the way you can really refer to it was that there was some good and some bad. There were some things that the Steelers did well, and there were some bad. I know a quick reminder to the fan base, what sticks out in your mind is the last quarter of that game where the Steelers gave up 21 points and still had to come from behind to win. There were some questionable calls, most of which went the Steelers' way, but that's just how it is. Um, and they forget about the first three quarters of that game, especially that first half when, when they were uh, – when the Steelers, you know, were dominating that game. So there was good parts of that game. It's just what's fresh in your mind is the most recent things. So Coach Tomlin definitely brought up one of the the key points 
was their red zone efficiency, both offense and defense, particularly in the first half. You know, holding the Bears to three, making sure they got seven every time. And uh, that is something that will be covered on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, this week um, in the Steelers Vertex by myself and Jeffrey Benedict when it comes to the Steelers' offense in the red zone. Had to had to go for it on fourth down on two different drives just to get to the red zone, but they got there and they 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 scored touchdowns on those drives. Um, he talked about special teams, how there was good and there was bad. He's like Boswell, good, you know. Yes, he missed an extra point. Coach Sean didn't even bring that up. He's talking about the clutch kicks all in the fourth quarter, three field goals all in the fourth quarter, two of which over fifty yards. And all the Steelers had to do is have enough time to get him into range again uh, to end the game. Um, he said that he thought that another good part of special teams was that they neutralized the return man for Chicago, who was a big threat and a point of emphasis that they had. Now, you want to talk about some of the negatives? Coach Tomlin basically kind of skipped over them. But I think a lot of that is because we know some what some of the negatives are, Steelers fans, and that is – you know, you, you can't cough the ball up as a return man. Um, and you, the Steelers need a little bit more consistency with their punting. Both things that Coach Tomlin addressed later on. Um, he says that um, the Steelers overcame adversity to get the win. You know, and the big thing is, is you got the win. You get, sometimes you just got to overcome these things. Um, and he was really happy to have the offense deliver in the two-minute drill. Now, that's something that I'm going to say. I know a lot of Steelers fans are like, just win the game. You're up by so much. Just, just uh, you know, then you make it a nail biter. Come on, Steelers, just put them away. I understand. But if you're trying to find a silver lining in the way that the things worked out, the Steelers got a, you know, valuable experience for their offense having to execute a two minute drill when they were trailing and needed to get in field goal range to take the lead. So uh, you don't want things to play out that way, but if you're trying to look for a positive, at least the Steelers got that experience, if you know what I mean. Um, Coach Tomlin outlined a couple things that really need to need to improve. He's like controlling the line of scrimmage and offense. That's something that they had been doing better the last few games. Took a step back in this one. He did give credit to the Bears' defense and the way they played and the, and the outs – standing play. If you were to look at the game, not from a Steelers fan perspective, the, the Bears defense, particularly their defensive front, uh, they, they had themselves a game. Um, they, they, they played well. So he was also wanting to make sure he gave them credit for that. Um, he said something they needed to improve was uh, that, that they didn't adjust to the run game, particularly the quarterback runs and the Wildcat. And Coach Tomlin took a lot of that um, on himself and the coaches that that was something that they didn't uh, adjust to the way they should have. And a lot of it was because they felt that the game circumstances was going to take those elements out of the game. And then next thing you know, they're giving up seven points on special teams and those elements of, of the game were able to come right back in. They did a good job of, of keeping the game situation to where it wouldn't have been as much early, but then those factors came back in late. Um, and he said that's part of the problem with that, and they need to. That's why sometimes you shouldn't take things for granted, and and make sure that you are ready for for those type of things in case the game situation gets back to that point. He outlined the injuries as he always does. The most significant one 
is Chase Claypool with a toe injury. He's actually getting an MRI. This is something Steelers fans are going to want to pay attention to. This could end up being a big deal. It could end up being nothing. But um, Chase Claypool, he was he was banged up on on that play. He had a quick slant there. I felt, to me, it felt very much like the Deontay Johnson slant um, that that kind of sealed the victory for the Steelers last week. But the one guy was able to twist him and get him down. Uh, Claypool did come back on the field for a few plays, but then was not out there at the end. Um, that's that's just on the final drive. That's something to keep of note. Um, he said there's two ankle injuries, Robert Spillane, Cam Hayward, keep an eye on those. Bugs has a hip injury. Um, and that's, so that's just another thing. Talked about Eric Ebron and how he expects to have him back and working into the fold this week. Now, I'm going to say something on my own personal view about the injuries, and that is Steelers fans, don't be surprised if you see a lot of names on the injury report this week, um, especially on Wednesday, because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of players who they're not going to hesitate to not have practice or have limited the first day back simply because they played on Monday night and it's a short week. So I have a feeling that's coming. A lot of people probably realize that's coming. So just keep that in mind since we were talking about injuries. Coach Tomlin then went on to talk about the Detroit Lions. Um, he wanted to emphasize there are no FCS teams. There are no homecoming games was a couple of quotes that he had for people that are looking down that the Detroit Lions are coming in. Um, what is it? It's through week not So they're 0-8, I do believe. I know they haven't won a game. So that doesn't matter. This is the NFL. This is professional football. Any team can beat anybody. We saw that this past week. There were plenty of, of teams that didn't escape games like the Steelers had. Um, and teams that were much more favored than what the Steelers were. So he just wanted to emphasize that that for sure. He named, brought up the point that I already said earlier, that the Steelers have a short week. Detroit's coming off the bye. So there are two teams that are coming in with two very different circumstances. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, he talked about the Detroit running back, DeAndre Swift, says he's being utilized a lot like Alvin Kamara um, was and is utilized in New Orleans. That was the comparison he had. And then he also brought up TJ Hawkinson, their tight end. Um, he's like, he'll be dangerous. And as Steelers fans know, especially Monday night, tight ends are what really gave the, the Steelers fits more than anything. I don't know if the Steelers were planning for them in the same way that they have other ones, knowing that the biggest receiving threat for the Lions is a tight end, I think is going to completely change the Steelers' game plan going into it. But that's just me. Um, Coach Tom said, if, if, you know, if you're going to be a Monday night and turn around and have a short week, he's glad they're at Heinz Field for both of them. Um, that's just really nice to have. They, then they rolled into the questions. So for the questions, it started off, Pat Frermuth, what makes him so special? Coach Tomlin says he catches the ball. That's that's a starting point. Said said a number of different things around him, but he's like he he's a young guy. He's improving, but he's got a really nice skill set to build on. So he came in with a great skill set for him to build on as a professional, and it's really coming through. And bottom line is he catches the ball. I mean, you can't if you look at the catches the Steelers were getting at the tight end position last year and how there were a number of drops. Uh, you could kind of read into that more if you want to, but that's a big thing. He catches the ball. Um, he was asked, Coach Tom was asked about the Lions' unpredictability, meaning they're not afraid to onside kick, go go for it in certain situations, run the trick plays. Um, that's what you do when you're underdogs and, and, and you're trying to pull out a game. 
And but Coach Tomlin says we expect that every week. We are prepared for that every week that we know that other teams are playing. He didn't say it this way, but he said it this way in the past. Other teams are preparing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, there's kind of an aura around that you're playing the Steelers, regardless of what their record is, and that you need to do, sometimes you need to do something special to try to win the game. They've always had that mentality. I like that they have that mentality. You got to be prepared for it. Okay. Um, he was, Coach Tom was asked about um, if there's any chance to, if there's going to be a change up in the O-line. He says they put the five out there who they think is going to give them the best chance to win that game that week. So, that could change week to week. Um, and yes, Zach Banner is still in the mix for that, he he said, because that's who the question was in regards to. Um, said that they need to, you know, about eliminating the negative um, and that they have with the team. I, I'm going to try to get this quote the best that I can. It's not going to be exact because I, I, I was trying to write it down as he was going on to talk about other things. Is that he said, um, great coaches keep these negative things from happening. And adequate coaches end them quickly, so they're not repeated again. So um, he's talking about things, the mistakes that the Steelers made. They've got to put a stop to them now. So kind of, kind of like that mentality. Um, he was asked about Ethan McFarland if he had any setbacks. Is why he wasn't inactive. He said he did not. The, the Steelers just had a specific game plan for this week, and in this week it was McFarland that didn't get the helmet. Uh, but he'll be in the mix again going forward. So we'll see how the Steelers do it. Um, he was asked about Kendrick Green and the, the how he got struggled and pushed off the ball um, on numerous occasions in the game. And he said his advice for the young player is get back to work and learn from the plays and where you lost. You know, take those take, take those um, um, the things that you did and build on them and go out there and do it better next week. Um, he was asked about the taunting. He wasn't asked specifically about the play in which. The Bears were called for taunting. He was just talked to, asked about the rule in general, and and it was the whole notion with him, especially with him being on the competition um, co- committee. And he said he understands that that's a big point of emphasis, and that therefore the Steelers um, they've adjusted. They're continually reinforcing it with the players to know what they can't do. If that's the way it's going going to be called, then you can't do it. That's how the NFL works. It always has. When they made an adjustment with what the how players could hit with their helmet on defense, and a lot of people said you're taking James Harrison out of the game and things like that. You know what? Everything's adjusted since then. Are there still penalties? Sure, but everyone's had to adjust to what the rules are. Is basically what Coach Tomlin was saying. I'm going to give you a quote. This was uh, transcribed and put on Twitter by by Brooke Pryor. I couldn't write the whole thing, so I was just kind of stealing hers to say what he said. So thank you. Brooke says, uh, we're trying to clean our game up. We embrace the responsibility of being the role models that we are. We understand people at a lower level watch us and mimic what we do. That's in jar. That's in regards to the taunting penalties, you know, cause think about it. What are kids going to do? What, what do they do when they're playing football? They imitate what they see. Um, on Sundays, it, it really is, you know, any kind of celebration, this, that, or the other thing, that's what they do. So that's kind of how coach, the coach Tom is approached to that. So, um, he was asked about the, the, the use, the, the extended use of the jet sweeps in this game. It, it, it was this game and it was just something that, um, that was efficient for them to, to move the ball and, and worked for them. And that's why they did them. It's a game to game thing. Um, 
Then Coach Tomlin was asked the question. I think it was Brooke Pryor that asked this question. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm just trying to go by the voices that I recognize um, whenever they are, have their press conference. And it was about, you know, you're playing the Bears. you got the Lions coming up. How important is it to win these, you know, NFC games against these opponents before you have a really tough stretch ahead of you? And Coach Tomlin, he, <laughs> the way he answered it, I thought was, was hilarious. He says, I have no idea what you mean by that. This is the NFL. Any team can go out there and win. And we're, our goal was to go out there and win every week. So that was kind of his way of shutting it down, saying, I don't care about you know the media, the fans, everyone looking ahead, saying, oh, they have a tough stretch. You know, To him, every game is tough because every game they are playing an NFL opponent. I like the mentality. Thank you, Coach. Um, don't mind you having that coach mentality. That's when – I don't know that the players listen to the press conference, but if they hear that – that's a message that that if you're not if you can't say it in the locker room and then not address it when you're asked about it in by the media or in public that's a way to to have a consistent message so that's why i liked his response to that particularly um coach tomlin was asked about the you know d- defending tight ends and the brought up about how hawkinson will be a big component of their offense and what they need to do on defense And that against Chicago last night, it was quarterback mobility that came into a play a lot with some of the stuff with, uh, with, with the tight ends and, and that they were having to try to cover for the mobile quarterback, which took away what they might want to do otherwise with the tight end. Um, I don't know if he didn't say this, but he was talking about spying or keeping other people in, you know, that otherwise might be matched up on a tight end and things of that nature is what he's kind of referencing there from my understanding of things. Um, Then he was asked about, you know, being in the tight game, overcoming things at the end and, you know, not getting that situation. And he's basically like, don't give up seven points on special teams when you fumble the ball. That was his answer. He's like, he's like, don't do that. And then you're not worried about all the other th- stuff at the end. Coach Tallman saw that as a key p- key moment, key play, turning point of the game, which took the game to where the Steelers were in control of the clock. I mean, I'm just I think back to that play. Sorry that I'm giving so much commentary here, but you think back to that play, and I mean the Steelers had just you know, they had, they'd kicked the field goal. They had held the bears to a three and out. And then they give it right back to them. They were supposed to be getting that ball and winding down the clock with a two touchdown lead. And instead they give up the seven and have to come out and, and, and try And it's a whole different mentality from that point on. Okay. He coach Tomlin was asked if Ray Ray McLeod is still the kick returner at one word answer. Yes. That's what he said. I know some Steelers fans don't like that. Um, He had some nice returns early, but the biggest thing you can't do there is cough up the ball. So, I mean, he's Coach Tomlin's preaching it everywhere. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't give up that ball. Um, Then to finish things out, um, he was asked about about, uh, Presley Harvin, the Steelers punter, and his thoughts on him right now. And the first thing he brought up is that there's more to his position than just punting the football. And he's done a really good job holding for boss that that hasn't been an issue. And that's part of the reason that, you know, you can knock through two 50 yard field goals in the fourth quarter at Heinz field. Um, but when it comes to his actual punting, he just needs more consistency. Um, and you kind of need it now. I, I brought this up in, in, um, 
my buy the numbers article at behindthesteelcurtain.com. And that was that all three of Boz's field goals were longer than the Steelers uh, punting average for the game. So, yeah, something that needs worked on. Anyway, that was the press conference. Um, the Steelers, it's a short week, though. They got to turn right around and, and get ready for their next opponent back at Heinz Field on Sunday. So uh, we will continue to to bring you everything that you're that you're used to here behind the steel curtain. We did have to compress some of our um, PM YouTube shows on the podcast side because the hangover didn't run on Monday night because there was a game. So the hangover and Scobro show will both be running on Tuesday night on live on YouTube and, and Facebook. Um, and then the, the, they'll be published whenever, um, not long after those are recorded. Other than that, you should have a very similar lineup, um, both on the podcast side and at behind the steel curtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. So make sure you're, you're tuning into the podcast. Make sure you're checking out the website. Um, Hey, it wasn't pretty. It was really having to overcome some, some problems, both just the way the game went and self-inflicted problems that the Steelers had Monday night. The the most important thing is they found a way to get the victory. They move on to five wins. They're on to week 10 against the, the Detroit Lions at Heinz Field. So let's get rolling with it. And as I always say, to finish up, go Steelers. There's never a good time for your furnace or air conditioner to stop working. But we're honored that for the past 100 years, Atlas Butler customers have relied on us the night before Thanksgiving, the day before their wedding, and even Christmas morning for fast, convenient service. Your trust means everything. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service. Call 1-800-FURNACE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.